The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Analyze This. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James. Uh, we're on 93.1, your NPR station, Virgin Islands, WTJX. And today's Arts Thursday. And we have uh, a very uh, prominent guest this morning coming on in the second hour, Mr. Terrence Blanchard. But um, later on in this uh in the first hour, we're going to have Cane Roots Gallery. Cane Roots Art Gallery will be with us. Uh, as you know, um, recently the uh, the CMC, CMC Arts uh, opened up their uh, exhibition with Elisa McKay. Uh, we had her on last week, or, 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 or and it's going to be a. a Continuing until I think the 25th of November. That's in Frederickston. So make sure you get on down there to check that out. Uh, let's see what's going on in the art scene. Otherwise, uh, there's an exhibit at Fort Frederick Museum, uh, Part One, Clear the Road, Multiple Genres of Emancipation, 175, on exhibit at Fort. Frederick Museum. It features artists whose decolonial work recenters the narrative to ensure that it speaks from inside the Virgin Islands and for the Virgin Islands. It opened in um, in July, actually, but it can be continue to be seen uh, through November thirteenth, from nine to four p.m., and that's at the uh, Fort Frederick Museum. So there's some uh, quite a few art stuff going on. As you know, as we get into the season, uh, the holiday season, I always says it begins at the beginning of well, actually Halloween, but um, you know, from the beginning of November until like mid February, to me is holiday season because there's so many um, different holidays that we celebrate throughout that that period. Um, you know, November has three. Um, holidays. Then you have uh, December, of course, with the Christmas holidays at the end, and then the beginning of January with the New Year holidays. Martin Luther King. February, you got uh, President's Day. So you know, a lot of businesses and professionals tend to slow down or take time around this time because. Um, generally speaking, you know, with the exception of consumer businesses and stuff, people are out there trying to enjoy uh, the holidays and, and leisure. And thus, it's the time that you see a lot of uh, art, uh, you know, concerts, uh, fets, jams, all that kind of stuff. You, you also see quite a few, especially Christmas-related art, art exhibits or uh, performances like um, you know the uh, 
no, like uh, the the nutcracker suite, the, you know that kind of stuff. So it's a this is a period for a lot of artisans and art. So make sure you check out you know what's happening in the community, and and we'll go and uh, and and try to you know wind down from all the stresses of life. You know, the daily stresses, this is a time that we could take a break and just, you know, have some fun or, or just unwind, spend time with family and friends and, and you know, detox your mind. And, but because, you know, right after it's over, it's back to the grind. Uh, but uh, some news here. Last night, nationally, the, uh, <laughs> Representative George Santos from New York uh, survived the resolution to expel him from the House that was presented by Representative uh, Esposito and some other members of the New York delegation. And uh, he, he actually 34 Democrats voted with uh, the Republicans to deny the resolution which was 197, I think, to like 113, some, something to that effect. Uh, you know, there was a lot of people not voting or not present. But, you know, one would probably sit back and say that, well, you know, uh, he lied, he's admitted to lying, he bamboozled his, his constituents, if you want to call them his constituents. And, uh, and he basically, you know, and it's, I, I, I got to tell you, as somebody that lived in New York and, and have family uh, from New York and in New York right now, uh, <laughs> I can't believe that he really pulled it off because, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and then the, um, his district is, you know, parts of Queens, but it also goes into like Oyster Bay and and um, and uh, where they ever went to school out there. Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, Westbury. And these are quite sophisticated people, right? and quite rich people. And I don't. I don't you know. Well, I think one of the things that got him, you know, it was that you know it's also a, a significantly Jewish uh, population out there, and um, he. Played up, you know, his grandmother was in the Holocaust or something, and when he was Jewish, uh, not Jewish, and and I think a lot of people just took that for granted, and nobody investigated. Even though early on, uh, there was a in May there was a local newspaper that um, of the election year, a local newspaper I forgot which one I think it was one out in Westbury that printed an, uh, an article saying that this guy is a fraud. But you know, the national media never picked it up, so it never gained traction. And even locally, I guess a lot of people just, I don't know, you know, it's it, the electorate, it, everything is so crazy these days that I, it, it's still unbelievable how this guy even got elected, especially in a place like New York where New Yorkers pride themselves in not being easily fooled by anybody, you know, so it's, it's shocking, but he's surviving. You know, there has to be a, you, you, you know, I could understand the Democrats that voted nay uh, because 
Yeah, and, and George Santos has a point. He's hasn't been convicted of anything, and the remedy for fooling the population into electing you is allowing the population to unelect you <laughs> in the next election cycle uh, for charter office. So um, technically, until he's convicted or the House Committee on Ethics uh, completes it probe and finds that he violated any of the House rules, then he should be allowed to serve. Uh, of course, he'll be an albatross on the Republicans next so you know, and and this is the thing the 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 devil is a smart move by the Democrats to vote uh, to to keep him and a dumb move by the Republicans who tried to remove him uh, uh, prematurely because you see what the Esposito and they were trying to do was if they removed him now then the Republican party gets to pick his replacement and they'll pick a slightly moderate um, Republican that's electable in the next cycle. But if we, if, if, if Santos is allowed to run again, uh, then a strong Democrat can come in because he actually didn't win by that big a margin, I don't think. He actually had lost before to a previous Democrat. And that that guy could come back in and, and do quite well and probably win that seat for the Democratic for the Democrat Party, uh, so he, it's better to let it go to the election because Santos will be in a primary fight, and you just let the Republicans beat each other up, and then you know the Democrat can sweep in. So, from a strategy point of view, it was probably not wise for uh, Esposito and them to attempt to remove him. They came quite close to removing him, but. Uh, you know, it it it, it, it may have backfired on them if 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 they had succeeded. So, they you know they probably uh, you know I don't know, but they didn't get to handpick a successor. So, it will go to the the voters next election cycle. But um, Mister, you know, it's it's really so amazing that um, you know George Santos. Uh, A.K.A. Katisha Devalda, or whatever other names he goes by, uh, stands up there and gives these. The press conferences are you know, his presses are hilarious. You know, he, this, you know, he, I just I just watch him just to get a good chuckle. I they hardly hear what he's saying because I'm not interested. But just looking at his body movements, you know. And, um, and 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 his face and then you know the, 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 like the time with the baby in Congress and I, and I keep asking the question like who gave him their baby to parade around the halls of the congressional office building but um, somebody did and, and, and then he turned it into this big thing and, and then it was cursing and used profanities and stuff at, at, at the at the media, this, this guy is a piece of work. He is a piece of work. So uh, I myself am going to stock up on popcorn for his election cycle because, you know, that's going to be all up in the the, uh, the national media. I pray to God that he wins the primary 
Because <laughs> I really want to see a, a, a spirited election, which we're guaranteed to have um, if, if, if he becomes the Republican nominee again for his district. So, you know, that's something we're looking forward to. Uh, also, on national uh, front, or international, I should say, um, the over the war in the Middle East uh, continues to escalate. They finally opened up the Rafa crossing, and and you know, three hundred and something people got to cross yesterday, and they say uh, today four hundred people. That is nothing. The twenty million people over there that that literally hundreds of thousands of foreigners, um, you know, so 700 people in two days is is not even a drop in the bucket that's, um, the, the drop dissipates before it even hits the bucket, you know, so um, they really need to speed up that pace over there, you know, Israel is going to continue to do what they got to do uh, to remove Hamas, and, um, but, you know, the, we, the the more we can minimize, you know, civilian casualties or what we call collateral damage in, in combat. But it, it's always, as a matter of fact, international law requires that a country minimize uh, collateral damage in its actions. Uh, the UN, uh, the, what's it called, the... The, the refugee um, office of the UN uh, issued a, a statement yesterday saying that the attack on what's called the, the Jalal, I think, um, uh, refugee camp um, in, in, in northern Gaza, just outside of Gaza City, uh, killed uh, well over 120 people in one strike. And uh, the Hamas is reporting that seven of the hostages were killed in that that strike, and Israel uh, reports that one Hamas um, commander was killed, and you wonder, you know, you say, okay, so we got the commander, but at what price? Five hundred people hurt, um, one hundred twenty people killed. You know, at some point, um, you know, you can't continue at that pace. Uh, you know, they, we understand Israel acting to preserve its existence and uh, ensure that you know, you know that Hamas doesn't come back. We get that. We understand Israel's position completely. Uh, but it, at, at what cost do we achieve that objective? And and that's that's the the. The thing that everybody is is truly worried about, and the United States is in a tough way because you know we Israel is our greatest ally, and we've you know from 1949, 48 rather with Harry Truman, we have consistently um, supported the state of Israel and its existence, and we'll continue to do so. Uh, but you know, you you, you you don't do so. Unconditionally, that's the word I want to use. You know, uh, you know. At what point do we say, "Look, you guys got to pull back a little bit," or 
you know. And, and, and the truth is, there are other ways of, of course, going after Hamas, um, other uh, military strategies. Problem is it's you know, resulting in extremely high casualties on Israel's um, side because you, it takes, you know, the, a ground war is always the most difficult. You know, countries like the United States and Israel is now um, employing those tactics and Russia employed the same tactic in uh, thing. You know, it's the whole shock and awe. You know, you prepare the battlefield by bombing, you know, the life out of, 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 of the enemy. And then you send the, uh, the ground troops in. We call it prepping the battlefield. Uh, you know, generally in the, in the very old days, it was done with artillery. And it's still done with a lot of artillery. Uh, but now with, with, with um, cruise missiles and, and, and stinger missiles fired from helicopters and... And, and, and bombs dropped by, by F-22s and stuff like that, uh, another fighter, fighter bomber uh, planes, it's easier and less uh, costly in terms of personnel because, you know, you find a plane, you probably won't get shot down. And the cruise missile, that, that ship can be literally hundreds of miles away from its target and, and, and fire that missile. And now, now we have drones you know, so the technology saves the lives of the people uh, employing it, but it also can be reckless in terms of civilian casualty because a drone just knows it's firing. It, it really, it, there's no consideration as to what it's firing and that. Um, once they put in those coordinates, it's just going to go. Same thing with, with these bombs. So we, we're looking for... A, uh, some kind of solution. It's I don't purport to know the answers. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but I do know that we need to get to a point where you know this this cycle of, of killing each other in the Middle East ends, and you know we, we can get some peace, and, and, and the Palestinians can get a state, and Israel can exist, and everybody will join hands and sing Kumbaya. You know, so hopefully we'll get to that soon. But uh, we'll be back after this break. And we should have Kane Roots Art Gallery on the line. Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in. 
to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. This is Dwayne Henry filling in for Nemo James on Analyze This. We're on WTGX 93.1 FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands, and it's available also in addition to the radio, also on the uh, WTGX app and on the NPR app. And now we're being joined here by uh, the principals of Kane Roots Art Gallery, Miss Sonia Dean, and also Miss Augustine Holder. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Welcome, welcome. So, Kane Woods Art Gallery, that's over there in uh, on Company Street? Yes, it's yes. on Company Street, mm-hmm. um, just before turning to Market Square. Right, right, after the Catholic Church. Yes, it's a right. blue and white building. <laughs> just trying to get people to orient where you're at. Where you're at. And uh, tell us about... Um, what you got? What, what you got for us? Well, what we have um, opening on Friday, November third, is the solo exhibit for Augustine Kelvin Holder. Um, he has been in many shows in the gallery, but in the few years that he's been in the in the group shows, this is now his first solo exhibit. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to showcasing my collection to the greater audience and most of all to the people of St. Croix. What, what, um, what, what's your genre? What's your art genre? Well, you know, my, my work is it's more representative of the abstract. I do more abstract impressionist work, so my work is in that style. And the collection I created is is a it's sixteen abstract impressionist works. Oh, so you're like a Picasso. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well no, you're looking at a holder. <laughs> there we go. I like that answer. <laughs> at a holder. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that should be interesting. Uh, how'd you get your start? Well, you know. Art, it's a story, and I'm going to share this antidote. You know, it's always been, I've always been an artist, but my professional induction came about when I lived in New York City. Uh, 
And, you know, the city in itself is just a mecca for arts and culture. And I started there. And during my college days, I did study art as an undergraduate. And I took art classes and I took, I was part of the Art Student League in New York. Oh. I took classes there and living in Brooklyn, going to MoCA and the Brooklyn Museum. Those were all institutions that foster my interest. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, what part of Brooklyn? Uh, well, I lived in a lot of parts, but okay. mostly in Park Slope. Okay, I, I, I know a little bit about New York. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is the Brooklyn is where it's at right now. So. <laughs> I'm a Manhattan guy, so okay. you know you know where that argument will go. Yeah. <laughs> South. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sonia, how do you uh, how do you meet uh, Augustine? How, how did you two come together? Actually, I met Augustine through Lucian Downs. Oh, and um, they came to the gallery actually with a concept of um, VI Contemporary. So I have to give a lot of props to both of them, Lucian Downs and Augustine, with this vision of Virgin Islands Contemporary. So it placed contemporary arts, not to say that it was not here before on the island, but for me, a new gallery owner, it allowed me to proceed with something that I've always admired, not collected, because um, in terms of contemporary art, at that particular point, I had never owned any abstract art. Um, it might have been mostly figurative, um, and figurative meaning that even if you look at it, you could see someone in it or a place. Um, so this was great for me, as I said. So we were able to have this joint exhibition be with Lucian Downs and Augustine Holder. So that was the start of it. That's how I got to meet Great. Augustine. Yeah, and like I said, you know, Lucian too, we, I met, I've heard about Lucian Downs from being an artist in St. Thomas. And, you know, you kind of want to see who the players are in the art community. And he was very prominent in St. Croix. And I like his work, you know, his work is, you know, it's tailored at the more history and culture and heritage. But my first, you know, I'm going to segue, and this is, I went back into my frame of reference, and my first introduction to art when I moved back to the Virgin Islands was actually in 2009 when I showed in a group show at the Fort Frederick Museum with Back then, there was a uh, Norma Krieger was part of. Um, she was assembling a movement, and it was a whole cadre of artists. And I was invited to show at the Fort Frederick Museum. And I remember meeting a lot of players now that I know. Uh, for instance, it was Mike Walsh was part of the show, Laverne Bell, Elroy Simmons. Elsa McKay, uh -huh. Diego Conte, uh, and there was a whole, a lot of other people, oh, Roy Lewetz. So it was a great show. And most of all, I remember the filmmaker, Johanna Bermudez. She was just amazing. And at that time, she was, she had a film, Sugar Pathways, that she was <clears throat> about to launch. 
and I remember she had a screening at the Reichel Center in about 2010, and I, it all kind of made sense. So that was my first introduction to the art scene, and I furthered that in St. Thomas when I partnered with Vika and... You know, 7 minus 7, that was another initiative that was taking place. And I, I was part of that group. And 81C, actually, too. That was Joseph Hughes and Zach Zook. We, you know, we created that gallery space in St. Thomas. So I, I feel like it's only apropos now that I show in St. Croix solo at Cane Roots Art Gallery with uh -huh. Sonia because what she's doing is really, really it's it's kind of touched me and I'm about, I like to see how art can develop communities and it brings the best out of people and it's also an economic driver and catalyst to greatness. So I, I, I think arts and culture and history should be sold all the time. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm amazed at what she's doing in this part of Christianstead and Company Street. There's so much charm down there that I walk, I don't see ugly, I see beauty. I see beauty in, in what's broken. And then there's a gem at the end of the block, Cane Roots Art Gallery. So I'm like, I want to see this grow and become something, a beacon of light for the community of St. Croix and Christianstead. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Sonia, I, I want to tell you, I personally am very impressed with what you've done. Um, I'm familiar with the gallery, and, and I remember when you were um, building out and everything, and I was like, what's going in there? And it was like, oh, it's an odd gallery. And I was like, well, that's interesting, because it's right, Times Square is right here. But, you know, it fits right in. You're on the, on the floor of what I think is going to be a big thing for that area. Mm -hmm. um, uh, because, you know, we have the St. Croix Foundation on the other end. Correct. And uh, they're trying to do something with the Alexander Theater, which I grew up going to. And, you know, it, it'd be nice to have, you know, we have your museum, uh, your gallery. Uh, you know, if a couple others come in because, you know, one of the things is even though you compete in terms of selling, you, you complement each other. Galleries are a kind of thing that complement each other. You you go, um, you know, New York down on Fifth Avenue or whatever, and you see gallery after gallery after gallery. And, you know, it's that you don't see that, like, for instance, with a clothing store normally, mm -hmm. uh, because, look, you know, people, you don't want to open a, you know, you don't want to open a store selling the same thing next to something. But with art galleries, you, you know, you see them all, uh, they, they generally occupy, like, a certain area. Of the uh, you know and and, and so uh, we you become like uh, you know that that's why we, we we speak about art districts you know correct I I I actually that what you just basically said is you know people gallery hop bar hop and you know it's numbers it draws it it's draws people and it brings people out so I think. It's great when we have other people, other synergies that can come together and, and create a, 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 yes. a movement and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, brings people out. Right. And yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and, and of course, the, the redevelopment of that part of Christians that is important. And, uh, 
you know, it's it, you know, it, it's like I said, I was so happy when I saw that that gallery open there, and I hope that Saint Croix Foundation gets moving on the on the theater, and and you, and eventually, you know, like you said, if you build it, they will come, and and it, that's a an area for. You know, um, ripe for development. What I want to say, um, I do believe in urban pioneering. Uh-huh. Um, I had the opportunity to be a part of Harlem um, in 1985 to purchase a townhouse. And my poor father and mother, they, they, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe well, yeah. that I would even think. Mm-hmm. along with my husband at that time, to mm-hmm. purchase something like that. Mm-hmm. But if not then, when? Yes. That's, that's always been my theory. If not us, who? Exa- that's exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, and since then, there have been two apartment buildings, one a condominium and one a rental that's been built on the block. Mm-hmm. Um Things have just changed massively between um, a two-block radius right. where I live, um, where I lived in Harlem. Uh-huh. So sometimes you just have to commit. You just have to commit to things changing, and you have to hold fast to the vision. So the vision was way before planted, before breaking ground. The vision was planted way before. The gallery being open, it opened in, during the pandemic. Could you imagine? Yes. But it opened. Yes. To a solo exhibit mm-hmm. with Nyaris Walker, and I remember. It, yeah. And then moving into December, December will be my third anniversary. So that for me is it's a success. It's a success for me. It's a success for the community. It's a success for the artists, and more importantly for the children, because. It's very important to me that I impact the community in terms of education, educating the children, and the children having the experience of coming to a gallery and meeting artists. Well, you know, Sonia, you just said that to children because yesterday, when we pulled up to the gallery, that moment with the, the, the mother and the child in the car, she came to the gallery to show her daughter her work, and she's like, well, you know, my great-grandfather was, his name was on the school, and she wanted to show her daughter, you know, the gallery space and that how that connects, you know. So I thought that was nice, how the exposure and the importance of art to kids, and when you expose them, it just fosters new talent, and you don't know where it can go. Yeah, and beyond new talent, it's not necessarily about, the child wanting to be an artist, that child can want to be a museum director, executive uh-huh. director, that child can want to be an owner of a gallery or uh-huh. go on to be a curator uh-huh. at a museum um, stateside. I mean, uh-huh. I was just watching or reading about Tel- Thelma Golden at Harlem, Harlem uh, Museum and she was she just received a phenomenal award, but she has been the executive director and has stayed steadfast with that vision at yes. Studio Museum yeah, in the Harlem. Studio. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so uh, yeah. Telma, she. I remember when she made that groundbreaking exhibition at uh, Whitney, and it was called "It Was Invincible Man." It was. It was a beautiful statement about 
black men uh-huh. and their position in in in, the, in our country. And she, I, I saw her rise because I follow her, and I remember I made her actually. <laughs> John to Harlem to visit the Studio Museum when she was at the helm and and was running that. Yeah, my, my aunt for I don't know if she's still uh, thing, but she was a patron of that museum. Mm-hmm. My aunt lives up in uh, she lives off Dykeman Street. Uh, grew up in the born and grew up in the Bronx, but uh, she's <laughs> always uh, uh, supported the Studio Museum and the Schomburg Centers and. Everything in Harlem. <laughs> she doesn't live in Harlem, but she's always down in Harlem. I remember a few years ago, I, um, it was her birthday, and I took her to uh, the, um, Marcus Samuelson's um, restaurant. Red Rooster. Yes, yeah, yes. Red Rooster, right. Yeah. And while we were there, there's this guy sitting next to us, right? And I'm telling her, you look, that's DJ Sway. And she was like, who? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I know DJ Avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's born in, she doesn't, uh, no, she's not a Virgin Islander yeah. as such. But, uh, but uh, she was like, who? You know, and um, I said, let's text your son Kareem. And so she texts her son Kareem, like, who's this Sway guy? And uh, he tells her, and then I said to her, um, I said, look, I'll prove it to you. And I, I got up and I went over to his table and I said, excuse me, are you Sway? And he said, yeah, and he took a picture with her. And, and, and she was like, she said to her son, and her son was like, get out. You know, <laughs> you know it was like her 70th birthday or something. Yeah. But he was mm-hmm. quite gracious. But I'm making a point of um, the good thing about New York is um, you, you just go out for dinner or walk down the street and you see all kinds of celebrities and stuff like that. So people mingle. It's a, it's a good feeling. I'd like to see something like that. Well, we don't have a lot of celebrities, but, you know, if that area gets developed the way I, I think it will be developed eventually, it'll be, it's, it's, it's a great area for walk-in. You know, you have the Cobblestone um, Street there in the Sunday Market, as that area is called. And um, the, it, 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 you know, it, 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 I think it would be a... A, 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 a beautiful historical. We get those buildings uh, on the corner renovated or, or whatever, and and I think we, we, there's uh, room for a lot of stuff that could be, like you say, art schools or you know many other different. You know, you're speaking about the things that kids can do, right? and and one of the things that can become also are patrons of the art, and um, and appreciate art. Absolutely. But we'll, we'll talk more about that when we come back from this mm-hmm. break. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. 
tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands State Nurses Association will hold their biennial convention themed Nurses Coming Together, Making a Difference on Saturday, November 4th at the Penthouse Rooftop in Christiansted. The convention will open at 8 a.m. and adjourn at 5.30 p.m. A reception at 6.30 will honor the negotiating team. The convention is open to nurse members, non-members, and students. It will also be available virtually for those who cannot attend in person. Please visit visna.nursingnetwork.com for more information or to register. Good morning. We're back. Dwayne Henry filling in for Neville James on Analyze This. And we're here with... Uh, Sonia Dean, who is the owner of the Cane Roots Art Gallery, and one of her artists, Mr. Augustine Holder, is going to be presenting. And, and when do you present? Uh, the show opens tomorrow. Okay. Uh, the opening reception is 4 p.m. until 8 p.m., oh. and the show closes on December 8th. Correct. Okay. And we were just talking at the break you know, just before I went, we were talking about you know, like, you know, you hear people call it Times Square, and they actually the the, the name is the Sunday Market. Uh, that's the historical name of the area, and many that area was originally a slave auction area uh, in the very early days of slavery here in the Virgin Islands. Uh, that's why you see that. If you look across from the St. Croix Foundation, there's that big, it looks like a platform, basically. And yeah. that's a well there. And that was for so. displaying people. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that, that's why that looks like that, you know. And uh, But it's called the Sunday Market. And um, there's the market down the road, but my understanding is that um, on Sundays after church and stuff like that, people that had a couple of things, you know, you got to, few hands of, of bananas or plantains would come there and just sell it real quickly and, and, and move on. It wasn't a, 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 a established commercial market as the market down on uh, further down Company Street is or was. So we, we talked about imaging and, and, um, and Sonia, you had a thought on that. In terms of revitalization and making sure words are very powerful what you know what comes out of our mouth Times Square is from another era so let's put that behind us and I think we should all make a, a conscious effort of not calling it Times Square anymore so let's call it Market Square 
Is that what you said? No, Sunday market. Sun St. Thomas has a market oh, square. That's the, yeah, and, and that, you're we, that. We're not going to get into this St. Croix versus St. Thomas <laughs> thing. Please don't. Sunday. <laughs> Sunday market square. Uh -huh. Sunday, Sunday market square. So in terms of it being Sunday market square, then let's remember that it's Sunday market square. And... Um, um, it can be just that, Sunday Market Square, and from that it could evolve within the Renaissance of being something that will come out of that very artistically and grow. There could be another name that develops out of that in terms of that artistic community. Because what I envision down 10 years down the line or sooner, that that whole revitalization is going to be an art community. That's a, that's a, what I, I envision also. Uh, you know, I really hope that that's what happens. That's what I said, that, you know, you go to places like New York or D.C. or whatever, and there's an art district. Even the, New York has several because Brooklyn has its own art district and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, but here we, we don't have such an animal, at, at least not on St. Croix, and it'd be good to see. That's the perfect place for it. And like I said, the, the buildings in that area are quite historic. It goes, it, it, it's just absolutely, you know, the, the feds already have the end, end of the street with the National Historic Site. And uh, th this can be our historic Wonderful. slash artistic area. I, I also, I, Sonia, you mentioned the word change. And I want to just tie that into art and the art renaissance that's happening in the entire Virgin Islands. Because... You know, over the years, I have seen so much more engagement in, in art, new new artists, and even paint and sip. I think that is just a fun community event that's spread throughout, and it's an outlet for creativity and for the novice artists and just people who want to, you know, just express themselves and have a good time. Mm. But But... Coming back to the Renaissance, I do believe that we are going through some collective change and globally, locally, and throughout the region. And I, I see that just in the amount of work and the style of work that's being created. Now, we talked about change. Now, I, as an artist whose style is not indicative of just how we might perceive Caribbean art, but the diversity and how Caribbean art is created, there's such a lot of factors that comes into play just, just geographically, you know, cultural diversity, historical legacies that shape our frame of reference. But, you know, and I am here to say that my work is not, like any other people's work but it is work of this region and i identify as an artist from the caribbean so i'm going to be true to that and i want people to see my work and interpret it as, as they would and i want them to see what maybe i trying to convey but just see it through your prism and interpret it and let it resonate with you I appreciate that uh, the, you know, I think one of the things is is we tend to, uh, when we think art, we think, uh, for 
you know, that we have a European concept of, of art, you know, or, or Picasso or Pissars or, or Monet or somebody. And, 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 you know, we need to understand that all cultures developed art. And, and, uh, and even here in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. and, and we have unique art here, especially. It may get some inspiration from other um, Western civilization uh, genres, but, you know, it's, it's uniquely Caribbean and uniquely Virgin Islands. And the, the, the people who... Uh, the people who the patrons of those are the people who go to those exhibits it, you know right now it's a pretty small community and, and we'd like to see that expansion that everyone can can enjoy and appreciate this art and, and that's one of the things that the, about the location of your galleries is that it's closer to the masses yes yes um, I also want to make a point about when an artist is creating, I'm not a visual artist. I, I don't create that way, but I create in space. And in my creativity, in terms of designing space, in terms of coming into the gallery or seeing that building, it's about drawing you in. It's about having you feel like you're coming into my living room. It's about you coming in to the gallery and feeling some warmth and some love and some enjoyable times. So when you're looking at a particular artist in a particular time, you're drawing upon that experience. And like you mentioned, a Picasso, that is singularly what Picasso felt and designed and created at that time. So it's a standard for that time, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the standard for now. So... It's great that you can afford a Picasso if, if it's if it's a billion dollars or mm-hmm. seventy millions. It's it's grand, mm-hmm. um, but there should be recognition. At least for me, I I recognize what is current, mm-hmm. and I don't use what has been yesteryear, as you said, as a standard for now. And you have to remove that from your head. It's it's like. It's the liberation of how people are wearing their hair or they mm-hmm. choose to dress. It doesn't necessarily ha- have to be a standard of a Victorian era. Well, we quick, quickly, we've moved away from that. So for me, think about that being your standard in terms of how you see art. And, and not only that, uh, artists themselves uh, evolve. Oh, yes. Well, uh, oh, yes. I was, you know, it, it, Picasso as, a, as an example, I was just looking at a, a tweet on X and uh, early in his his uh, career, he painted a lot of religious type uh, stuff, and then he went abstract. And, and they were like, he went from this to this. You know, he became famous with the abstract, but you know, the, 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 they showed a painting of a, a, a communion that he did in a church. Mm-hmm. You know, of a little girl going to communion. And, and you know to go from your know, portrait style to, to so. Um, well, well, let me. Ju- I just want to uh, just chime in and just mm-hmm. share my thoughts about that. Now, for me, my as an artist, and what I've been doing is, 
I've been seriously been aware and cognizant of my development. And it's through, I was like, as an artist, and if you want to use that term loosely, <laughs> you have to create work. <laughs> yes, you do. You know, you have to create work and you have to create collections. And you have to be able to sell your work and have your work being on display and have your soul being on display. Oh. Now, for me, I've had three. This is my third solo show vis-a-vis -vis in the Virgin Islands. And it started out with Beyond the Horizon and it journeyed into the intrepid journey. And now I'm at opposite sides. So that work it's basically a mini series so i am actually oh. charting to see how my work has evolved oh. through time and i've started the collections every year with 16 paintings i think that's a challenge for any artist <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. within a calendar year oh. so you have to keep working you know when you're playing i'm working at night painting <laughs> and I'm creating art and I'm just developing my craft and my signature and through I've seen that I've been kind of still on the same angle that I started and I see how my work has evolved because I'm still using broken lines bold colors distorted to tell my story of intrigue and how I present my art and how I want the viewer to look at my art in this style and fashion that I love so much because, you know, it allows me freedom, a lot of freedom, the abstract impressionist movement. You know, I'm not I, I'm not a portrait artist. I don't want to be a portrait artist. I like what I do and it gives me liberty mm. and I feel alive when I paint in my style. So this collection that's going to be at the Cannes Russo Art Gallery, I feel like this is maybe the the mini series and i have to start another one so i'm looking forward to sharing this collection with everyone and you're in for a treat when you come down to cane roots art gallery tomorrow at four o'clock until eight there you go. to to see this wonderful collection i've created through and all of this work has been done in 2023 let me ask you a question uh you know about the creative process uh I think people tend to think an artist stands there and there's a canvas in front of him on an easel and he just paints in, in an hour or so it's done. Well, that's a good question. Uh, the process. Now, I'm going to share a little antidote. I, there's this one piece in the collection. It's called a portal. And I got the inspiration for that piece. I was invited to a beautiful event by a friend of mine, Dr. Kat Ken, and she is a gynecologist, obstetrician, but she changes her practice and she created this wonderful temple in her property. Yeah. And I was there for the unveiling and it was the portal to oh. another realm. I painted i was inspired by that mm -hmm. that synergy that whatever happened <laughs> so you get inspiration from a lot of things right you know my show is called opposite sides and the first piece i did this year it actually started in december of 22 
into January of 23. But I challenged myself to incorporate a new color palette because I've always been painting with more darker colors. But this piece was, I was like, I'm going to start it with all 50 shades of pink. <laughs> 50. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing a little accent, but uh -huh. that was kind of where it started. And who knows, this, it's really, it could be my fave piece, but they all are my fave. But, you know, so inspiration comes from a lot of different ways. And just me personally, how I navigate through the challenges of life and just daily shit. Uh, <laughs> excuse my word. Yeah, but it's it's challenging. And we have been challenged by the global pandemic. A lot of things that have shifted our constitution and we're we're changing as we speak and we're ch we we have to be able to express ourselves through whatever medium you can connect to and what outlet works for you and art has been mine for years like i said it started in 2009 this group show I did in St. Croix and meeting these fabulous artists that blew me away. And I was just, I was in, I went back to St. Thomas feeling all good. And I was like, okay, let, this is, this is it. I wanted to um, talk about opposite sides. Okay. And we, what that represents to me. Great. We're going to do that when we come back uh, after this break. We're here with Sonia Dean, uh, owner of Knut's Gallery and and Mr. Augustine Holder, who's doing a solo exhibit. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. The Caribbean Museum Center for the Arts, CMC Arts, invites you to celebrate 20 years at 10 Strand Street, the Blue Building in West. Join us November 4th for our 20 at 10 anniversary fete. Tickets at cmcarts.org slash events. Drink in the sunset with a champagne serenade by Derry and the unforgettable cool sounds of the Eddie Russell Band keeps the evening rolling with delectable catering from Chef George Mailer's culinary artistry with the students of the complex CTCE hospitality program and a live auction hosted by the celebrated Willard John. CMC Arts 20 at 10 Anniversary Fete, November 4th. Tickets available with weekend staycation discounts from our Frederickstead Hotel partners. Join us, cmcarts.org slash events. 